Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. This is the Politically Speaking Hour on St. Louis on the Air. From St. Louis Public Radio, I'm Jason Rosenbaum. While Illinois Democrats cheered much of Governor Pritzker's proposals, the state's Republican legislators had a more skeptical reaction. Some contend the state's financial future is not as rosy as the governor suggests and are taking issues with some of his priorities. Joining both Will Bauer and myself to discuss the governor's speech is State Senator Jill Tracy. Tracy is a Quincy Republican who represents the state's 50th Senate District, which includes portions of the Metro East. She is also the Republican Caucus Whip. Senator Tracy, welcome to the Politically Speaking Hour on St. Louis on the Air. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be with you and appreciate the opportunity to spread uh, the message about this budget. What was your general impression of the governor's speech? I've heard many budget speeches over the years, and this was the most disappointing one I've ever heard. I always like to walk away as the minority party, finding optimism and something positive from the speeches I've heard in the past years. And uh, the one positive or several positives I I heard were uh, due to our steady influence, the education increase that was promised when we did evidence-based funding reform was in this year. Likewise, uh, the full pension payment that we need to make was in the budget, things that we've advocated all along. We have also advocated for an elimination of the grocery tax, which Illinois has and many neighboring states do not. And the governor mentioned that he was for an elimination of this tax. It's, It's a something that the Republicans have talked about over and over in the last few years as inflation has caused uh, food prices to rise dramatically and they're at an all-time 30-year high right now. So this is a good thing. And uh, we have the Republican bill to get it done because we've filed it several years. Senator Don DeWitt has the bill. I'm a co-sponsor of it. And uh, that those are the highlights. But most disappointingly was the lack of any mention of tax relief. This is the largest budget in Illinois history, $53 billion. He's growing it by $1 billion from last year. And it's it's virtually a tax on all the Illinois taxpayers of $1 billion in various forms. And that's unacceptable to me. We need property tax relief. We need relief from sales tax on gasoline. We need uh, pharmaceutical tax relief. All these things are hurting the working families of Illinois, and they weren't even mentioned in this budget. Instead, the highlight of this governor's priorities was to put more money into servicing the undocumented migrants that have come to this state at the governor and the city of Chicago's invitation. Uh, and he's asking all of us to bear the brunt of the cost. Yeah, let's talk about uh, what the governor said about the, the migrant crisis. Uh, he, he made 
the point that Illinois leaders have a responsibility to make sure people coming to the state from other countries aren't put in deplorable or dangerous conditions. It, it seems that adhering to that goal will require money from somewhere. Is Governor Pritzker correct in trying to treat migrants in a humane manner? Well, I mean, certainly I agree with that, that notion that, yes, we have a humane responsibility, but look at this. They've invited them. They, they uh, declaring ourselves a sanctuary state, that we uh, have the Trust Act in place. This, why wouldn't you come to Illinois when you get free health care? It's been a magnet for people to come to this state. So it's a crisis of his own making. And the policies that the Democrats have put in place have just bolstered it. So, yes, they're here. What do you do? Um, I su suspect he needs to find a good, better plan than putting it on the backs of the taxpayers to do. And let's do the math. If there's 40,000 migrants that have come since last summer and he's spending a billion dollars on them there is something wrong with that um, math it's it just an exorbitant amount to spend on this it sounds like there's some graft somewhere and as we know illinois has a long history of corruption and graft there's something going it just doesn't make sense and and to say okay we need a billion dollars in this budget and it's coming from illinois taxpayers it's just wrong and he needs to figure out how to get out of this gracefully he created it and uh he also needs to be humane uh, I didn't agree with his idea of putting migrants in tents in the winter in Chicago. Could he not have foreseen this? Could the city of Chicago not have foreseen this? It's just lunacy to me. And, and look what they've put this chaos and crisis in our state, and it's costing Illinois taxpayers that didn't ask for this. And Senator Tracy, what would you maybe suggest that Republicans uh, do to handle this situation, to practically deal with the migrant crisis in Illinois? Well, I mean, I certainly... If, uh, the thing that needs to be done that our state legislators don't have the power, but our federal authorities do, our president has the authority to close the border. I think close the border right now, have a better federal vetting proce process in place. We are not even sure if these people uh, meet the requirements of an asylum seeker. Uh, that's a strict requirement. and. This, this has not been vetted. And so, yes, we need to demand that the federal authorities and our president handle this. And I believe Pritzker, uh, our governor, has asked for that. He needs to demand it. And he's been in D.C. quite a bit. He's been all over the country stumping for the president. I think the two of them better get together and figure it out. I think they're the ones that have the power to do that. He also mentioned, though, that the Republican congressional delegation from Illinois has opposed the bipartisan Senate immigration deal, which was basically saying that Republicans want to talk about this problem from a federal standpoint, but don't actually want to do anything because they fear that it will hurt Donald Trump's reelection efforts. What did you make of you that know, part of the speech? You know, it was interesting how he wants to put the blame on everybody else for the crisis he's created. But nevertheless, the first step that I think all Republicans 
across the country want to see first is close the border stop this incoming. You know, he wanted to blame Governor Abbott. Governor Abbott's got a bigger problem with the crisis than we do. And, and you know, when he was tapped to the max, he had to start sending these migrants to neighboring states. So um, he, put the blame where it belongs. Accept responsibility for the parts we have created. And like I say, that to me begins with the governor. And Senator Tracy, maybe um, from what I gather, Republican leadership probably had a bigger seat at the table prior to this budget address than maybe y'all have had previously. But of course, you're well aware Republicans are in the super minority in both in both the House and the Senate. Uh, and Democrats can pass a budget without Republican support. Are you hopeful that you can actually negotiate on this budget throughout the session? I am. We did last year. We did. The, the Senate Republicans were at the table. And they took some of our ideas. I mean, we have some very bright budgeteers, uh, Senator DeWitt being a former mayor, and Senator Rose with years of experience um, working uh, as staff and as an attorney and uh, as a longtime legislator in the House and Senate. He is very knowledgeable about this budget process. And we do offer some significant ideas. And in the end, they get adopted. And we're grateful for that. And we're going to keep bringing those ideas forward. Like I say, the grocery tax elimination was our idea. So is a pharmaceutical uh, tax elimination, sales tax on gasoline. You know, everybody goes to Missouri to get gas because we have two taxes. We have the federal tax that Missouri and Illinois both have, and we have a sales tax that goes to GRF. And uh, gas prices are pretty high. So there's very many ideas that Republicans have put forward that help working families. That's our priority. And I'm just sad that the governor didn't make it his priority and instead is um, spending $1 billion on the crisis. And as I said, if you do the math, that's a lot of money to be spent per capita. Your Senate district includes Quincy up in your neck of the woods to to Jacksonville, to areas all the way um, south here in the Metro East and Alton and Edwardsville area. Uh, I'm curious, Senator Tracy, what are maybe one or two top issues for you and your constituents this legislative session and then the budget process too? Since being in the legislature since 2006, my priorities have been economic development, putting policies in place that encourage economic growth, and that brings forth natural revenue, growth, natural revenue growth to the coffers of the state, and also infrastructure. Infrastructure is of the utmost importance to economic growth and public safety. And uh, we sit right across the river from Missouri and Iowa and uh, Kentucky and Indiana and Wisconsin, and we see people fleeing our state for, and most importantly, job creators, the, the businesses that go over to these states because of our uh, egregious business policies. Do you have a specific, do you have a specific like egregious business policy that you'd like to oh, highlight? Our workman, sure, our workman's compensation uh, presumes that the employee is right and the employer is wrong. That's not the, the way it works in uh Missouri, the employer there has a fighting chance to prove that the causation wasn't due to the job factors, but created off-site. So um, our our corporate tax policies, um, you know, there's many. Our unemployment insurance structure uh, to do, um, to start up a business, uh, the 
you don't get a break um, for not having any claims. You have, you're thrown into a pool of all employers and um, given a rate that's based when you don't even have any unemployment insurance claims. So yeah, we have many policies that uh, could, could use some reform that would invite more businesses. And if you look, um, we've uh, sometimes had to be creative to try to hang on to our major businesses like Caterpillar and uh, State Farm and, and say, you know, we value you, we need you. Um, but if you talk with them, they'll say, yeah, it's, it's tough doing business in the state of Illinois. Before we let you go, the, the final question I have that, that comes to mind is that uh, Pritzker noted that Illinois isn't having some of the same budgetary problems as other blue states like California. And from the outside looking in, it seems that's the case because he's paired a lot of his uh, programmatic desires with tax increases that could pay for these things in the long term. Isn't that a more responsible way of governing a state, given that Illinois can't print money and can't, you know, do what the federal government does? Well, I thought it was interesting that he wanted to uh, disregard California uh, when, in fact, we keep trying to pass bills that are based on many of the ideas that California has done, which has caused a lot of their economic woes and and businesses leaving that state. But we had a significant amount of federal money. And instead of using it to better use, in my opinion, the governor created more programs and more spending. Uh, You just look at this health care for migrants and undocumented. Right now, uh, they've put a hold on the program, but there was quite a few people that came here wanting to be on that program, and they didn't even have co-pays. It was, it was a health insurance policy better than any resident of Illinois, without co-pays, uh, just without any limits whatsoever. And it's, it's an absorbent amount of cost to our system, and in the end, it is, hits the Illinois taxpayer, because if we go above the federal Medicaid Uh, restrictions. It's all on Illinois to make that difference up. And when I say all of Illinois, it's the Illinois taxpayers. Senator Jill Tracy is a Republican from Quincy and represents Illinois' 50th district. She joined us from her office in the state capitol in Springfield. Senator Tracy, thanks for joining Will Bauer and me today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you highlighting Illinois. Today's episode was produced by Jason Rosenbaum. Our audio engineer is Aaron Dorr. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Support for Politically Speaking comes from the Sue and Lynn Schneider Charitable Fund. Read all of our coverage at stlpr.org. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to Politically Speaking by searching the term Politically Speaking on Apple Podcasts. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis.
Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.